would say So say goodbye to everything you ever knew before And I'd understand if you went running out the door And I'll keep you safe And no harm will ever come to you, I swear And I'll kill if they even dare Hey, Your Highness. Boot, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Long time no see. Oh, my gosh. It's been well, forever. It's, we have not looked at these mics in, I, know. I mean, a while. Yeah. I mean, we've looked at them and we've recorded with them, but not for this purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to our people. How are you? I, I'm doing quite well. I'm doing I, well. I went also. for a little bicycle ride today. And you almost, almost wiped bit out. It. Yep, you were yep. back when I decided, Mm-mm, I'm not doing this. I don't think so. Oh, blam, bam, hit the microphone, ma'am. Welcome to Michigan Murders and Music, where we discuss murders in our gorgeous state and top it off with a little bit of happy homegrown music, leaving you with a happy ending and on a good note. You do love those happy endings. Oh. Yeah. Man. I pay for them. Oh. Oh. Do you do the $49 special or the yeah, $99 yeah, yeah. No, no, special? No, 49 oh, Okay, just checking. Yeah. You guys, we're going to bring back listener shout-outs. First, we would like to thank new listeners and also brand-new sticker owners, Michigan Murders and Music sticker owners. Very nice. Brittany Steele and Yay. Ashley Schwing. Thank you, guys. Uh, I know, isn't that a great name? I knew you were going to die laughing. Sorry, Ashley. Okay, no, no. It's a fantastic name. mm -hmm. We're not laughing at you in no freaking way, shape, or form. But I knew that would crack Boo up. Yep. You, too, can get a shout-out on Michigan Murders and Music, this podcast, if you just send us an email at michiganmurdersmusic at gmail.com. Your Highness... Wait. May I? No. I still have listener shout-outs. Okay. okay. We're on TikTok. Mm. I picked the last few random people. Vern, 6880. Thank you, Vern. Motocross, 674. Those two Yay, started. Yay, dirt biker. TikTok following us. There's a lot of cool Michigan people on there. I mm. love it. Instagram, the anonymous creator, Reed Sarah 60 Goof Ant. And I and dot... I like that. Goofant. <laughs> Goofant. That's a good one. And I dot K-R-T-K just started following us like 15 minutes ago. Nice. You guys Thank can you. interact with us on the World Wide Webs. Just look us up. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. And we appreciate you more than you can even fathom. Absolutely. And now, Your Highness, I need to give the explicit content warning because, okay, Her Highness will say naughty words. She's going to say things that are offensive to a lot of people, especially kids. So if you have kids that are listening to this stuff, you well. Oh, my God. Why are you letting your kid listen to a murder podcast? Yeah, you shouldn't. Especially this one. Definitely. Yep. Also. I'm going to swear. I'm vulgar. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. So please, for it's, that reason it alone. It has been noted with a one star that I am vulgar. Yeah. And I don't know how you deal with no, it was, it was, my uh, vulgarness. Well, you know, 
get over he that. He drinks natural lights. Also, if your husband puts on a brand new tire and tube on his bicycle and then proceeds to overinflate the tire until it blows itself off the rim, that is not on us. I did not do any such thing. No, no, no. It's your husband that may have done. No, no, not your husband. Not my if, husband. If, their husband. Know, the yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah. people, the people's husbands. Yeah, that's not on us. Well, maybe. 12 bucks down the drain. Just blew the fucking tube right out. Blasted a hole right in the side of it. Did it hurt any animals? It hurt my ear. <clears throat> the one that was closest You're to You're an it. asshole. I know. Oh, oh. don't. Let your kissing cousins list uh you uh, you I know I know what speak. you're trying to say you know just don't you know what I'm trying to say don't, don't let your don't cousins go pegging someone and tell you and then tell mm-hmm. or indefinitely just let tell people about us though you guys do us Thank a favor you yeah yeah for letting us seep into your ears also you know what you can tell your non true crime loving friends about us because we have soundtracks. They can just go listen to the music. They don't have they to don't listen have to, to listen the true crime part. Yeah, our or us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would like to keep our podcast commercial free and independent. So if you're feeling a little tipsy, we have a tipsy jar on our website. It is on our website. Boo. Yeah. I deleted the Patreon. It's too much for us. We love to podcast, but we also love to do... 862 other things like ride bikes and wipe out on them. Yep. When the snow's not even gone yet. Blow up tires. Go to Nevada mm-hmm. for 10 days and get lit on the strip. Mm. I deleted the Patreon. Okay. Although I would love to make enough money to be able to just do the podcasting full time. I'm, that would be fantastic. And we talked about that stripper thing and so, you know, that's that weird fetish. Yeah. That, I'd be the okay. $49 special card. Mm-hmm. That's who I would be. Currently, we're just surviving on your tips and your merch purchases, which you can also find on our website. Thank you for all of your purchases. We appreciate it. And, and you can also just share us with a friend. Yeah, just you share know, Facebook, us. Facebook, Instagram. Just yeah. get, get the word out there. That would be you know. great. Yeah. And if awesome. you want a sticker, you know, we'll send you a sticker. We'll send you a goddamn sticker. Mm-hmm. You slap that shit on your mama's ass. Yours, <gasps> Highness. Yo's Hannes. Yo's Hannes. Who, Who are, are we, we featuring, featuring this week? Mm-hmm. Jinx. Ernie Clark and the Magnificent Jinx. Bastards. How do they say that? Jinx joke. You owe me Jinx, some, you owe me a Coke. Jinx joke. You owe me some Coke. Uh, a Coke. Oh, okay. Ernie Clark and the Magnificent Bastards. Isn't that a great name? I like it. Anytime you can add a bastard. Mm-hmm. Bastard fuck And or magnificent. Bitch. Yeah, Yeah. magnificent Mm -hmm. fucking bitch bastards. Beautiful. Love it. You guys are going to like it because it's also a little more on the country bluegrass side. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. It's a a little outside of my boathouse, but I like it anyway. You know what? It's not just our boathouse that we're working on here. We are working on boathouses for the people. Uh, You know, have you seen my boathouse? Here and in Europe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's Pretty magnificent. Would you just throw up your goddamn hand? Okay, we're going to Gross Point, Michigan, which is way and yes, down it's here. It's spelled gross with an E at the end and yeah. point with an E at the end. So it's grossy, pointy. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm it's down Detroit Sorry. area. It's Yeah, it's a fancy part of Detroit. Mm-hmm. You all might remember John Cusack was in a 
movie called Girls Point Blank. Did he, that happen there? He in, was a killer in Michigan. I don't know if it was a true crime, a true story. I don't know, so We're we can't have to promote watch it. that. But oh, we can yeah. say it though. And okay. then Eminem has some sort of. I think he had a house there. I'm pretty sure he, he worked at a restaurant there. We have to look that up. I wonder if that's where he we should have done that Mom's as a research. Spaghetti. I don't know. You know what? I had enough research with this story, and I still Dude, didn't it took get you like all of the facts in a month. I know, you guys. I'm really sorry it took so long. This is, I think, this is the second most interesting case to me next to John Benet Ramsey. It's weird. I feel like we know this lady, but we don't. It's just because I've been watching yeah. and listening and reading and talking about her, and it's it literally baffles me. This is. There's 800 things that are wrong about it. Oh, my God. I'll bitch during the story. Okay. So we're going to Gross Point. Who are we talking about? We are talking about Joanne Matuk. Romaine. Joanne Matuk was born and raised in Gross Point, Michigan, a rather affluent area just outside of Detroit. Detroit. Joanne was one of five children. And she married her husband, David Romain, in 1980. The two went on to start their family in Gross Point and ended up having three children, Kelly, Michelle, and Michael. Joanne seems like such an... The whole family seems like East Coast people for some reason to me. They're so cool. They were a big family as she was from five children. And it, they just loved... She loved her big family. She loved gatherings with her big family. She was strong, believed in her religious faith, loved cooking, enjoyed entertaining and hosting parties. That that was she her She liked her to thing. live life to its fullest. Joanne worked at a small boutique in Gross Point, Michigan. And boot, like I said, this mm -hmm. one haunts me. It's it's I started writing this before we went on our Vegas trip. It's just riding in the back of my noggin ever since and that was like 4 weeks ago. Nothing makes sense with this case. And, and there was definitely some shady paperwork happening oh, with the police. The shade. Mm -hmm. was FBI being gets thrown. in. So we're going to get into that. Let me tell you, yeah. I have to move my leg just a second. It's falling oh, asleep. Oh. Ouch. Ooh, sorry. Nothing makes sense with this there, case. Can you move oh. my leg? Oh, yeah. Here. Did you just throw your dick on the. Yeah, I just. On the I'm sorry. It made my dick. That's what I meant. Okay. I got it. This is the story, you guys. Joanne's husband, David, of 25 years, left her for her best friend. Well, well she um, must have been wearing something, you know. Oh. Because mm -hmm. you don't just do that. David, you're a dick. I'm just going to call you Dick David if your name... Ha First of all, it's bad enough that you leave your wife... After 25 years. That's hard for a person. Mm -hmm. And you're going to leave her for her goddamn best friend. Oh. Fuck you both. Fuck Big, David. It's a statement. And her that, best. Oh, that's a, that's a dick fucking mm -hmm. move. I am not okay with it, obviously. Joanne was lucky enough to have two beautiful daughters whom she moved in with after the separation. I can't imagine, you know, just how effing effed up that was. It was shocking. It was shocking for her. She moved in with her daughters, and they gave her emotional support. I kind of feel like they might have bashed 
dad talk. That would have been great. You Let's know just they sit did. And dad bash for a while because what a dick. So Joanne worked part time oh and God. went to her church a lot. A lot. Like all the time. She, she did. Was, she she knew was very devout. She was devout and she knew all of not just the normal services, like, you know, a lot of people know the normal services, but she knew like the mini services, the prayer services. She knew all of the things that were happening at that church at any given moment. AA meetings? Maybe. Probably. She wasn't an alcoholic. No, but it was, that you know, know of. that was happens at church, mentioned. and she, I'm sure she knew They about do it. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, she more or less kept up with the religious side of the schedule is what I'm her trying church of, to convey. Yeah, her church of choice, and I must say, of all the churches to go to, this has to be one of Michigan's nicest locals. It, Beautiful locales, locations. Yeah, it's literally across the street from Lake Huron. It is. It's kind of okay. I lied. It's across the lake from Lake Saint we, Clair. Lake Saint Clair. Which did you just? Did I read a typo? Yeah, I kind of fucked that up. <gasps> it's actually Lake Saint Clair, but that leads into where's the goddamn map? Wait, we cut the lakes off the map. Shit, we're screwed right now. Sorry. You know how to know where the, the it lake is? It all goes into the is, same yeah. area, and then it reaches Canada somehow. You know, it's it's a lake system. Figure it out. Go Google it. You this guys is the are great smart. thing about editing. I know, right? You can just- Sadly, this is where the situation took place. At this church, so it seems. The it's church really is beautiful. Honestly, hard to know what really took place. Because we, you know, we've looked at this and read so much and. Oh, it's messed my God. Up. This is what we do know. Before Joanne's disappearance, we found out that it seemed as though she had been behaving differently. Yeah, because she's scared out of her mind. Uh, obviously, I'll, just, I'll keep reading, but yeah. That, <laughs> obvious changes in her were noticed. Like, dudes, red flags all day. And I don't want to dog the family because this happens all of the time. It was one of those... She was a very OCD lady where you could count on her to be like our neighbor. You know, he's going to walk his dog at 5 a.m. every day. That's right. how she was. And it was just not like her to do such a flip and change of personality. Right. She was acting paranoid. She she, it, she just was not herself. Not at all. So, you guys, if that ever happens, like. Ask questions. Do something. Do <laughs> yes. something. You know it's not right. Something's happened. Ah, oh, fuck me. Something's do happening. I have to? No, you really don't. Okay, I'm busy. That would be better if we okay. didn't have to. That'd be nice. Joanne's parents had owned a store that was established in 1957. It was called Woods Wholesale Wine. And it was a very popular store. It made money. Let's just say that. They made money. A lot of money. A lot of money with the store. When their parents died, her brother Bill would start running the store. And it seems this is when a family war broke out. It's always, guess what the motive is. Oh, yeah. Money. Money. Yep. There was fighting over all of it as their parents' estate was worth $20 million. Sides were taken. Over this $20 million. Like a lot of families, of money. this happens f- all the time. Yep. A few of Joanne's siblings didn't like the fact that she continued to support their brother, John. 
John seemed to be the least responsible of the family with his money, apparently, and she helped him. They they were always close. That was her closest brother, and sometimes you feel obligated to do such things. After parents died and the brothers started taking over the store and running it, John and Joanne sued their other siblings for taking money away from their portion of the estate, and I guess they won. In December of 2009, Joanne would receive a phone call from her cousin, Tim. Her daughters heard her on the phone with him, and yeah, this, this was not pleasant. At first, they didn't know who was on the phone. They just heard mom yelling, and you always... You remember if your mom's yelling in a phone call or oh, something. Oh, you, you go in the other young. room. Yeah, yeah, you hide. You're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Especially, it sounds like someone like Joanne, because she didn't seem like the type that would just be a yeller. Mm-hmm. One thing they remember is her saying, you need to keep your nose out of everyone else's business. Oh, shit. Snap. They also heard Tim. her say, Tim, we need to go to the cops. Oh, my God. What did... Why? What did she know? After that, the daughters say Joanne changed and crazy stuff started happening. She just started losing her mind. Freaking out because something was obviously happening. Mm -hmm. Somebody's nose needed to be kept out of somebody else's business Mm -hmm. and cops needed to be involved. Nobody likes to bring cops into a situation. She felt like she was being followed and there was a couple of nasty phone calls with her cousin Tim. Uh, You know, just, yeah, he's so nice. We all messed up. After talking to Tim, she actually told her daughters, if something happens to me, look to Tim. That's okay, not okay. You're not just going to tell your daughters that for no reason at all. Right, right. Especially, daughters were like, what, teenagers at the time? Mm. They're not just going to say that and fuck a daughter up just to be like, and was was mom just crazy a, a little bit to begin with? I don't know. No, maybe no. I, I no. I doesn't read, seem like it. Abs- no, it's proven in documented things online that she had no mental history whatsoever. So I lived over on that side of the state for a short period of time, and it I got the shit scared out of crazy. me by people. Yeah. Okay. It's nuts. So anyway, not long after. The Tim call in December, Joanne went to her parents' old store and talked to her brother. She was trying to... just said old like it was O-L-E. Yeah. Uh, She was trying to get him to stop this sibling war. I mean, what one family member is usually one that tries to bring them all together. Never fucking works. Interesting. It rarely works. Interestingly, this visit was somehow recorded by the police i don't understand i if you guys looked at my notes you would you would get somebody it. somebody called the police Somewhere, and said somehow, hey, there's some shady shit going on we need to get this documented i don't know how it happened but i know somewhere somehow i read that that happened so you guys can look deeper into it if you want oh and her daughter michelle had actually driven her to the store that day hmm. and um she had wanted to go into the store with with Joanne and her mom was like, no, you stay here. I'm going in to have this conversation with my brother. I'll be right back out. And she said that after her mom came out of the store and after the conversation with her brother, Bill, that her mother looked horrified. No matter how much Michelle pried, 
Her mother would not give up the details of the conversation. Are you not jonesing to know oh, God. what that conversation, Dude, I, which I, apparently the police recorded, I want to know what was said in know. that conversation because it was definitely part of a catalyst of this entire story. I love gossip. And when I can't get the gossip, I it want, drives me nuts. Oh, it drives me yeah, nuts. Yeah, like a ship's steering wheel sticking oh, out of your zipper. Yeah. All Joanne would say when she got back into the car is that she wanted to go to St. Paul's, that beautiful church on the lake, and oh, yeah. pray. Oh, oh my God. This is, this, all, this is oh, what makes crazy. the entire thing so intriguing. It was definitely known by her immediate family that she was freaked out and just, just losing her mind mm-hmm. because she was so afraid. She was afraid. It was also noted that Joanne's spare keys went missing. Some people might not notice such a thing, but we would notice that. I, I would notice. We keep our keys in the same spot. If suddenly oh, the second set of your keys hey. was just gone, first you would come to me. Your Highness, where where are my second set of what, keys? What fucking bag and or purse do you have my second set of keys in? And after five hours of searching... We determined that they're, they're just gone. I'll come back and go, no, dude, they're gone. So, yeah, I understand how people would would recognize that a set of keys were gone to her yeah. car. Yeah. I'm not paranoid like that, but, you know, we don't always lock we, our doors. So it's we keep, I can see someone but coming in. But we keep in. certain things in certain places, oh, and yeah. if they're not there, you mm-hmm. notice it. Mm-hmm. December 9, 2016, Brother Bill saith about the conversation in the store that she felt bad about the conversation and the fighting and wanted to make amends. She also mentioned that he should not trust their cousin, Tim. Tim comes up again. Yeah. Why shouldn't we trust cousin Tim? He doesn't have anything to do with this money in the family will. Right. It's weird. Yeah, he, he's like, why? He's, he's a good guy. Why shouldn't I trust him? I don't understand. What the fuck? Why don't you trust him? Uh, yeah. The meeting between brother and sister lasted only a few minutes, and like we said, she she was so shaken when she came out of the store. Bill Bill had to have said something threatening. You know, Michelle had said that when she came out of the store, she just had never seen that look on her mom's face before. All right. Oh, Can, you know, get cousin Tim. Yeah, a little interesting here. A little yeah. something you need to know about a little something, her, something her about cousin Tim. He was a Timmy. cop. Timmy. Timmy. He was a cop. Yep. An active keeper of the peace, a protector, protector of humans. humans. He worked for Harper Woods PD on the night of the crime. He Harper Woods Police Department is a mere 4.2 miles. Yes. 4.2. Miles away from Grossi That's Pointy. pretty close. It's walking distance if you had to. So that's kind of fishy in my book. So as of 2002. 20, he now works as an investigator in the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. Nice. So nice. So Isn't he that, yeah. still has his fingers in oh, yeah. the orifice it's area control. of police situations. Yeah. In an affidavit filed in a civil case, Joanne said that she was scared of Tim, stating that he had said to her, if someone wanted to get rid of you, they could do it and you could never be found. Well, you know, that's crafty, and, wish, and it's true. wish she would have had that recorded. I know. Because at this point, it's a he said, she said thing. January 12th, 2010, Joanne dropped Michael, her boy, off at home. 
told her family that she was going to get gas and then to the 7 p.m. prayer service at church. Yeah, the prayer service was a fast service. It was only 15 minutes long. I mean, how long does it take to pray? Really? It, it depends I mean, on the people. You can do it at home. Depends on how many people need to be prayed to for. To, okay. Yeah, but she's been having the shit go on in her life, and she felt comforted at the church. She wanted to go to this prayer service because it made her comfortable. And it was proven that she did go to the gas station, and she did go to the prayer service. She was also seen in the parking lot at 7.15 directly after the service. More proof. Yep. More proof. However, it was noted that her car alarm went off at 7.20 for approximately 15 seconds. But, you know, you look around, you don't think anything yeah, of it. Yeah, doing anything. His car alarms go off all the time yeah. now. When they first came out, it was like, oh, so now bad. a car alarm goes out. I don't even think people take note, which is kind of horrible now that I think about it. It really is. All right. Why, why bother? Anyway. I have a side note real quick. We don't yeah. normally do like minute by minute timelines, but in this story, it's it's prudent that we do it, and I hope that I did it right. We are going to be going literally hour, 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 minute, minute kind of thing. So try to bear with us. Your Highness. Did I just see a crow? No, it's so windy outside. I think the tree is going to come down again, or at least part of it. And yeah, break knock our the fence. electric out. Oh. oh, fuck up the siding so we can get... It's really windy. New siding. I don't want that. We've seen... Oh, my God. There was a plate that just rolled down the middle of the road. We cheered for it because it, it was, was going great. like a champion. And I couldn't get the videotape out oh, in it's time. It's gone. It was stranded in the... In the front yard? Yeah, across yeah, the street. Yeah, it is gone. It's gone. Okay. Back to the story. Like I said, this is going to be very timelined. So, okay. By 7.35 p.m., the parking lot was completely empty and Joanne's car was not there. Not there at 7.35, which means she went to the prayer service. Right. Her car alarm went off and then the car was missing. Later that night, the car would be seen at the church parking lot at almost like where it was previously parked. But apparently not but exactly not where it was parked. Right, yeah. I don't know who could prove that. Maybe crooked but or something. You know, know. at 8.58, the first cop, Lieutenant Rogers, pulled in and ran the license plates. He decided there was no reason to take action at that time. And even though he could see Joanne's purse on the seat, he didn't do anything about it. Nine he was o'clock. like, gosh, oh, she might have, you know, took off with somebody. Nine o'clock, the girls get home from their dinner and mom isn't home. And that's kind of weird, but they were like, Very you weird. know what? She, you know, maybe she went off schedule for, for a night. For an extra She's prayer. She's been acting a little weird yeah. lately. We yeah. don't know. At 924, the police roll up and they, there's two different stories. One says they knocked on the door. The other says the girls ran out to meet them. Anyways, the police roll up at the, the girl's home, and uh, they talk to the police. They asked, the police asked the girls if Joanne was missing. And they thought something bad happened. And they were like, A poor no, I mean, she's late, but we haven't considered her missing yet, right? But you know they, what I'm saying? Yeah, the officer did tell the girls that they found Joanne's car in the church parking lot and asked them if Joanne was missing right and at this point joanne's car had been in the parking lot for about two hours her daughters had then started frantically calling her 
that they had not called the police to report that she was missing. In fact, nobody had reported Joanne missing. It was just when the church was closed, the parking lot was empty. So church people didn't even report her missing. So the cops are coming to them saying, we think your mom's missing. But they don't know but they for don't, sure. No. They're, yeah, they're checking it out. Yeah, And mind you, this was at 920. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling 911. I might have smoked You're right. my European. Are we at 69 or 67? European. Okay. You wish you were at 69. I'm trying. We're at 67. I can't reach it. How okay. was your pee? It was very nice. Thank you. Had to take a little break. We smoked a little bit. A, po- a, a pose for the cause? A cause for the pose. Okay. Yeah. Her daughters continued to call her for a bit after the cops left. Then they decided they were just going to go down to the church themselves and see what's up. When they rolled up, there was a literal full-fledged crime scene investigation thing with tape up all over the place of what the hell was going on. It's insane. Joanne's car was like roped off with the crime scene tape and people had already started searching the area for her. Cops were everywhere. Lights. Time out. Don't you think the daughters should be noticed at that point? Like if Uh, they've done, they're um, not just, oh, we think your mom, is your mom missing? So at, at 930, the U.S. Coast Guard was called to help with the search and the, was it Lake Erie? The Lake I, area. I lake St. Clair. Yeah. You're just fucking with me. It's not me a great now. lake. You're such a dick. It's a mediocre lake. It's <laughs> I typed the wrong <laughs> lake. You're gonna start researching these stories, bitch. <laughs> well, the co- okay, the Coast Guard was called in to help at 9 30, and they were on the scene at 9 51. That's pretty quick response. I don't know where they come from, but well, geez, I mean, with helicopters right and boats and stuff. It's Detroit. They got to be like oh, right there at the border. Yeah. Border. The army has a pretty strong presence over there too. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of do. It's the border. Yeah. The three-day search for Joanne began. Divers, helicopters, people, but she was not found. Mm. A dark-colored scarf was found, said by witnesses, to be worn by the jogger that was spotted on that side of the road that night. The scarf was put into evidence and proven not to be any sort of useful material, and it was donated. They didn't test it? I don't know. They, no, they didn't. They didn't test it. They didn't keep it. Get it out of here. For evidence, nothing. Get it out of here. It was donated. It to goodwill. Uh, the cop that started all of this, Gambo, he thought that she had walked into the lake and committed suicide. Isn't that easy? Such like, an easy oh, ending to your done. story. Let's just wrap this shit up. I want to get home and watch Columbo. Exactly right. You know, first of all, it was January. And and most of the lakes were frozen. Lake St. Clair wasn't totally frozen. It was like one and a half feet deep. Yeah. Maybe two feet deep. And icy. Chunk. Super cold. Yeah. Secondly, Joanne would have had to walk across the icy street down a little hill to a cement lake wall that she would then have to like climb over and drop five feet down to the water. Also, she had four inch heels on that were like chunky heels and she had a skirt on. Mm. Lastly, in order for her to actually be in a depth that would allow her to drown, she would have had to walk out 
onto Lake St. Clair or into Lake St. Clair, approximately four football fields. That's pretty far. To where it was even possible for her to drown. I don't have that much effort in me, especially when it's that cold. And And, she didn't want to kill herself. It was known. Joanne was only four foot 10 and 250. She's like my mom, just a little baby. And it's quite likely that she would not even do that. Even more unlikely because there were no prints that like went into the lake. Now, those of you, of you who were able to follow that timeline Good Lord, I will couldn't. realize that it sounds a bit messed up. As, and I didn't fuck it up this time. Right? They did. Phone records show that the girls started calling their mom around 924, right after the cops left the house. But actually, 30 minutes before, the second cop even ran the plates. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're at the girl's house saying, we ran the plates to this car that's not actually registered to your mom, Joanne, but we think Joanne's missing 30 minutes before the plates were even ran the second time. Mm-hmm. And Mr. What's-His-Fuck decided this was an all-out investigation. Mm-hmm. Not okay. Absolutely not okay. So the investigation found that her car keys were and her cell phone were missing. Her purse was in the car. And there were no fingerprints found around the vehicle. Guess not. The footprints leading into the water were never even totally proven to be Joanne's. The photos they took weren't taken from the top angle where you're supposed to be able to be able to measure it and do all the forensic mm-hmm. shit with it, right? The only photos they had were like a couple photos of the supposed footprints in a butt slide, and then the trampled photo scene. Interestingly here, there was zero paperwork or information on how the car keys ended up in the department. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. They just showed up. You didn't do the first part of that whole story. The day after her disappearance, her lost set of car keys magically showed up at the police department. And there was zero paperwork. Mm. No information. Nobody knew how those car keys got there. It was just. It's like they're, they're backstepping, trying to, trying to cover their asses. It just happened. Oh, no, they were here. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, no, bro, they no. didn't even do that. It was like they just blatantly didn't do their job. About a month and a half later, Joanne's body would be found. Ugh. On March 20, 2010. Investigators called the daughters with the bad news that Joanne had been found. She had been found by two fishermen near Ontario, Canada, on the shores of Boblo Island, 35 miles downriver. There are some weird things about this. There, there's little or no current in, in the river there. I'm sorry, Lake St. Clair is, is a waterway. It's a flowing waterway. With little and, current. Uh, yeah, it's so yeah. wide, there's very little current. Plus, she was floating. That okay? wouldn't make sense 70 days after she had been missing. That makes no sense. Canadian autopsies revealed that she did drown, but there were, they were unable to tell if it was suicide or not. Michigan autopsies revealed the same thing. They added it didn't seem that there was foul play. And it was actually ruled a dry drowning. I'm not sure what that means. It means there was no water found in her lungs, and that could possibly explain why she was floating. So maybe maybe she just hypothermia and never inhaled the water. And it, I don't know. It's a strong 
be. I don't uh, know. I don't think mess. it's a possibility, it, but it didn't I, seem like it. Right. There was bruising on the shoulder that Michelle thought it could have come from her purse being pulled off. And Michelle required a third autopsy be done. And sadly, no new findings came of it. I'm saying she might have thought the purse was pulled off because when they did find the purse in the car, there was a tear on it. And the girls said there was not previously a tear on her mom's purse. So, And, and Joanne's coat was fully zipped up. Her car keys were in her pocket, but her rosemary and her, her rosemary was missing. <laughs> her rosemary? Her rosary. Did I say rosemary? <laughs> Her rosemary was missing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joanne. That's not I, yeah, funny. I'm not a Catholic. So I, her rosary and her cell phone were missing, but her keys were in. I don't even pocket. know what a celly is, and you had typed celly on there. I did too, because you <laughs> updated the word all in your own brain. Michelle hires an ex FBI private dick. agent. Yeah, private dick. I can tell you his name in just a second. Dick. His name is. Lewis? Uh, Lewis Scott. Yeah. Lewis stated that he would be looking into this case with one stipulation. Private eye. If it appears. They're watching you. God, stop it. Private eye. <sighs> They're watching you, watching oh, finish. you, watching Please you. finish. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm done. L- Lewis stated that he would look into this case with one stipulation. If it appears she committed suicide, he would not take the case. Nope. And it didn't look like she committed suicide. So guess who took the case? Scott, Scott Lewis. Did, Scott did. Scotty. Took the case. Thank you, Scott. You're a rock star. The crime scene was not dealt with like normal police investigation procedure. Oh, that was been said over and over in numerous videos. Mm-hmm. This was not taken care of in normal cop-like. Oh, wait. It is taken care of Interestingly, in normal cop-like ways. <laughs> it, it was discovered that she had been meeting with the FBI just days before her disappearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The keys are showing up. Let us not forget that. FBI hmm. stated that they would not confirm nor deny the meeting with Joanne. Right. So that basically says... This is bigger... Part of a bigger problem, they met a bigger with case Joanne. that's going on. Yeah, something weird was happening with that store, her yeah. brother, and her cousin, Timmy. Oh, yeah. In civil suits by Joanne's family, a judge stated, there are disputed facts in this matter that are very disturbing and to this day remain unsolved. The family did lose both civil suits, but the judge had also stated Nevertheless, the court finds the plaintiff's pursuit of this lawsuit meritorious and is therefore denying the defendant's request for attorney's fee and cost. Mm-hmm. Meritor- that's a fancy name for saying there is merit. There is a reason they brought this case to court because it's shady as fuck. The judge has been informed that there are extenuating circumstances which cannot be revealed and therefore piss off, you fuckers. Yeah. Exactly. There's so many facts and there are loads of questions in this case still. 11, so 11 years after Joanne's death, cousin Tim. Timmy. Yeah, the cop decided he will finally come forward and say something. I guess he was awaiting for the lawsuits to be over. Yeah, pussy pants. Yeah, crotch. Tim claims that he has been the victim of a witch hunt and that it's ruining his life. 
Oh my gosh, your life that you wait, doesn't he work for some prosecutor? It, it, your life it sucks, just sounds dude. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Fishy. And I don't it, use that word very often. I'm sorry. It does I, sound I, I said fishy. a naughty word. <sighs> uh we did talk about the fact that for he now works for the Wayne County prosecutor oh, yeah. in one of these office. He claims uh the fight on their phone call that night that the daughters overheard mm-hmm. was about Joanne helping John so much. Oh. That doesn't make a lot of sense. The, I mean, it would with the first part, like you need to keep your nose out of other people's business, but it doesn't make sense with the, we got to go to the cops part. But you know, here, here's how you can hide behind your badge. He says his alibi was that he was working on duty with the narcotics task force in Warren, <clears throat> which is right there. Just, I mean, just his of, phone yeah. records do show he was in Warren. Uh, he, he just wants his name taken out of the story. Yeah. Well, we, I'm sorry. This is not against all cops. This is against some cops. I just know what the brotherhood is like. I've seen oh, way God, yeah. too much of it. And I don't trust some of that brotherhood. <laughs> not all of you guys. Some of you are really trying to do a great thing, but in yeah, this particular really great case, guys. I feel like there's some brotherhood cover upage going on. Boot. Yeah. Joanne's case is still fucking open. Isn't that bizarre? Still open. With the help of News Channel 4, WDIV Detroit, click on Detroit, running their story last year. Many tips have been coming in. Some have been proven to be fruitful. Yeah, they're not telling us those tips, though, because they got to keep that shit. Oh, yeah. Down. Daughter Michelle, amazing daughter Michelle. Neither of her daughters are giving up on on any of this till they figured this weird shit out. She's offering $200,000. $200,000, you guys. That's insane. So if you know anything at all, you know what the frick to do. Help this family out and find out what happened to Joanne Matuk Romaine. Submit your tips to 855-411-LEWIS. Or you can email info at scottlewispi.com. That's Scott Lewis Private Eye. The Private Your Highness, can watching we... you watching. Wait, we can... got to talk about this for a minute. Okay. Oh. You guys, there's so much to delve into in this case. We gave you a basic outline, like a basic outline. Feel free to go delve in online. Like we said, Detroit has that news channel, did a ton of stuff on it. It was on a Netflix show, Unsolved Mysteries, I think. Go look it up. It's great. Help the family out. What? You know, I lived over on that side of the state. I felt unsafe almost the entire time. I hated that side I of the state when there. we were over there. It, it was just like never just looking over my shoulder. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we should be aware at all times, and I am. Yeah. But back over there, it just felt shady. Yep. It I didn't dare park my car. Shady. You know, it's yeah, like, it's Jesus weird. Christ, man. <sighs> Something's going to Well, happen. I do hope that Joanne's murder is solved. We've heard of crazier things. Do we have a happy ending tonight? Please, God, let there be a happy ending. We have. There is no God. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, please, whomever, let 
There'd be a happy ending. Okay. It's Ernie Clark and the Magnificent Bastards. The Bastards. Ernie Clark and the Magnificent Bastards. That's great. Ernie Clark and the Magnificent Bastards began... (laughs) Yeah, you're laughing because you keep fucking me up. Began as an idea during a rock and roll session at Leelanau Sands Casino in January 2017. That's when Ernie looked at his wife and said, I'd like to give it one more shot. Having played in bands since he was 16, to that point, Ernie Clark hadn't played more than an open mic or a song at church in almost a decade. Two weeks later, after much contemplation, he placed an ad on Craigslist and the adventure began. Ernie met with a couple of drummers and a couple of bass players, telling them about his idea to mesh country with punk and gospel and rockabilly and blues. Some scoffed, but some got it. A core three-piece rhythm section came together by the end of 2017, and as a group, they auditioned and tried to find the right guitar player. That's tough stuff. It's hard. Ernie Clark and the Magnificent Bastards played their first show July 27th, 2018 at Quinn Quinn and Tooties, the Irish pub in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The current lineup has made their debut at Festival of the Arts 50 on the city stage. You know about the city stage. We do know about the city stage. On June of 2019. The lineup of Ernie Clark vocals and rhythm guitar, Brett Booher, bass. Bass. Derek Tiller, lead guitar, and Billy Hurt, drums. That's a great name for a drummer. Billy Hurt. It really is. H-I-R-T. Uh-huh. Like Al Hurt. Re- they they released Hurt their is. first independent record, Family Album, January 17th, 2020. And guess what? What? When I got a hold of them a while ago, they were like, we would love to be on your podcast, but we would like to get you brand new material. Hot off the press. Hot off the mother trucking press. This song title is called The Other Way. I like to meet these guys. I do too. I think they sound really cool. Yeah. And it was really super cool of them to send us all of the things that they did. Thank you, Ernie Clark and the Magnificent Bastards. Oh, y'all's bastards. Y'all's bastards. I like the bastards. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to... Oh, you're one of the bastards. Yeah. It's nice. weird because did I just read that they have some a little bit of gospel? That doesn't. But they have some rockabilly in there that too. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be offended well, by my language. And, you know. Right? Okay. This is called The Other Way. Here we go, Boo. Okay. Let's hear it. Your name out loud I asked him where did I go 
Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by The Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands and we purchased our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.